The Sea Ranch Home on Seagate Drive at the Sea Ranch, California. I interviewed for the position as Chief Ranger on the Sonoma Coast and uh, I was accepted for that position and uh, of course uh, accepted the assignment which would be on the north coast of uh, California, northern Sonoma County. So I um, was required to find a home and of course in a previous segment I described that we had discovered that home. We actually met a man uh, at the Sea Ranch uh, named Harvey and uh, Harvey uh, took us to the home and uh, it was uh, right on uh, Sea Ranch properties uh, just off from Galleon's Reach and just hop, skip and jump from the waves in the ocean. So it was uh, just a perfect, perfect house for us. Um, and in this case, I had invited my Sacramento roommate to join me uh, on the coast. And uh, he would uh, be my roommate there at uh, this wonderful home on the Sea Ranch. Um, the home uh, couldn't have been nicer. It was... Uh, made of uh, wooden shakes on the exterior, wooden shakes on the roof, and uh, lots of glass windows. The glass windows uh, uh, were thick plate glass, uh, just clear, clear, clear view. And you looked out one way uh, in, onto meadows. Uh, it's called the Marine Terrace, so you'd see all these beautiful uh, meadow terrace areas um, both to the the north and the south of the house and then on the eastern side of the house you had a mountain that went up and you could see all these beautiful uh, pines shore pines um, and bishop pine uh, and fir trees going up the side of the mountain all the way up to the top and then when you looked out the west uh, windows, which were, again, two very large glass uh, plate windows, uh, there was the ocean. And uh, you could see, you know, white water. And you could see, you know, the waves rolling into the shore. And uh, you could look off, you know, into the distance uh, as far as the eye could see out to the horizon. Uh, just uh, a spectacular view um, there were no homes in the line of view um, all you could see were the natural surroundings uh, of grasslands meadows uh, down there you had a combination of the, the various pine trees uh, right adjacent to the house was a long row of um, cypress trees um, a hedgerow of cypress and uh, the cypress went down a very long length I think it was a couple hundred feet at least of cypress and 
It was originally planted to kind of tame down the wind when the wind came up. And so the house was just on the other side of the hedgerow, so you really didn't get any wind, you know, into or onto the house. Uh, the front of the house had a giant wooden deck around it, actually on uh, three sides was this uh, enormous uh, redwood deck. Um, and then it had uh, wooden seats that came up, uh, bench seats that were on the top of the deck. And so you could sit out on the deck as well, you know, and look at the ocean. And, uh, and uh, you didn't hear any traffic. There were no traffic sounds. And, of course, uh, there at the Sea Ranch, uh, there are no street lights, so um, especially at night, um, all you can see occasionally in the distance is a soft glow of a house, and that house was uh, quite a ways away from you. So um, we really didn't have any traffic, you know, going up and down in front of the house. Uh, at that time, there were a few homeowners. But they typically didn't come up until the weekend. I think that there, at that time, there was only one full-time homeowner uh, that was way down at the end. And uh, we just never saw them. We never saw their traffic or, or cars. Or we didn't even see any people walking around. So we felt like we had uh, the whole place to ourselves. Um, the house itself uh, was three levels. You walked in at one level, which was the kitchen area, and uh, uh, it wasn't a large kitchen, it was a small kitchen, but it was adequate, and it had a dining area with a dining table with a giant uh, glass window that looked out over uh, the hillside. And then, of course, on the other side, uh, above the sink, there was another giant window. And that looked out on the cypress grove that was on the other side of the house. And then from that level, you could go upstairs, and on the left was a bedroom, uh, which became my bedroom, with a giant window on one side that looked out up the mountain. You could see all the forest and such. Uh, you couldn't see any homes. Uh, there are no homes to see on that end. Um, you look out the front window, and that would look out to a beautiful view of the ocean and uh, a wild view. Uh, it felt like you were in an extremely untouched and unspoiled area. Um, maybe some waves of grass and a few trees off to the left, but then straight ahead uh, was the ocean, the great blue Pacific Ocean and um, then on the right side upstairs there was uh, uh, another bedroom on that side um, and it also looked out with the same commanding view of the forest and the ocean and then immediately adjacent to that was uh, a restroom a bathroom um, with a large tiled shower and uh, a very nice uh, tiled-in sink. Um, this very, very well done. 
And then as you went down the stairs, of course you go to the center level again. Then you go from the center level on down to the bottom level. And the bottom level was the living room. And so there in the living room you had glass on three sides. Um, to the left you looked out across a field, a natural field. Uh, again, unobstructed views across the field. And then out the front, um, you gazed off into the distance uh, to the ocean. And you could see, um, oh, I'd say a mile in either direction. Um, just totally unobstructed again with uh, possibly a few trees way off in the distance. But that was it. Uh, we would sit there and we could actually watch... Uh, the waves roll in and we could watch uh, ships at sea, uh, calmer days we see fishing boats uh, near shore and then in the evenings we would see the ships on the horizon all the way out. They would be lit and they would be passing each other in the night and so it was some romantic vision there of two ships uh, passing in the night. Um, not always sure what those ships were, but you could see the small lights and you could see one going one direction, one ship going the other direction. Um, and then on a full moon, the whole field would glow, I'd be bathed in moonlight. And then on the new moon, when there was no full moon, uh, there was a sky full of stars. There's uh, stars everywhere uh, because there were no street lights, there were no car lights, there were no other lights to block the starlight. So you had uh, all those wonderful views uh, to yourself. And so uh, as a ranger, I had to get up and uh, my immediate park was about 14 miles away. So I would have to drive to work and uh, take care of uh, my ranger duties, um, which were pretty substantial. And then uh, I would wrap that up and then I would drive back to the Sea Ranch and uh, I would uh, get into my jogging gear, my jogging outfit, and then I would go out and I would jog along the cliff tops above the ocean and jog uh, typically south uh, to Sea Ranch Lodge. And the lodge, oh, I think it was a couple miles away, three miles away. And I would jog there. I had gotten to know the manager, uh, Ron Fitzgerald. Uh, Ron Fitzgerald and I became very, very close friends. Um, Ron's a dear man. Uh, he's gone now, and I, uh, I sincerely miss him. Um, Ron had bought a... Uh, 240Z and uh, then of course I bought a Datsun 240Z. So the two of us had uh, Datsun 240Zs. Originally he had a, a green uh, Datsun 240Z and then I had a white Datsun 240Z and uh, <laughs> Ron ended up liking the white one so much that uh, one day he drove into uh, the park, actually, and uh, he had a new Datsun 280Z, and uh, it was a white one. 
So now there were two guys driving Coast Highway 1, and uh, we looked a little bit alike, um, and we both had white uh, Datsun Z cars. So a lot of people couldn't tell if it was Ron or if it was me. But at any rate, uh, it was wonderful to go down, jog down to the lodge where I would have a bottle of water um, uh, and visit briefly with Ron and uh, whoever showed up at Sea Ranch. Sea Ranch was always wonderful because you had just some fascinating people that showed up there uh, to spend the weekend. And so uh, I would have to bid my bid adieu and I'd have to say I got to get back to my jog and I get back out and uh, jog the rest of the way back along the cliff tops uh, with the fresh uh, salt air um, salt spray hitting me in the face and all the uh, the beautiful sounds of the waves crashing uh, in the surf just below me um, then you could also smell the plants you could smell like the uh, wild poppies and the lupin and uh, uh, the grasses you could you could smell all the natural plants in the area so it was all very refreshing it was very stimulating then i would get back to my house there at the sea ranch and uh, generally i had brought homework so i still had work to do um, regarding the parks and then I'd take care of that, and then we'd have uh, a nice dinner. Uh, often we'd uh, have dinner on the deck in the back of the house, and uh, uh, it's possible that uh, that day or, or the day before, we had gone right off the point there in front of us and gathered some fresh abalone. So um, I would prepare fresh abalone uh, that we would, uh, originally we fried the abalone and then I decided that I would create a new dish that would, uh, we'd bake it. We would bake the abalone and uh, we'd bake it with a fine wine and special cheeses and, and special uh, salts and uh, spices and uh, um, actually uh, various vegetables at one point uh, and it would uh, be so perfect that you could take a fork and you could cut it with a fork um, it was just lightly coated in butter and a little bit of pepper it was just outstanding matter of fact uh, my recipe was uh, selected and written in various cookbooks that were distributed up and down the coast of California. Um, often I'd find my recipe in skin and scuba diver books and then later uh, gourmet books. Um, it actually appeared in uh, one of the uh, Bon Appetit. It was in Bon Appetit. And uh, one of the clubs that was associated with Bon Appetit um, uh, actually ask if they could come up and if I would present uh, uh, an abalone dinner to their group. They were uh, special uh, people, who diners who, who, who traveled the, the world 
seeking unique uh, dinners and, and meals. And so I said, yeah. So I actually had uh, 15, 20 people over for dinner and I uh, prepared the abalone for this group. And uh, they said they had never had anything like that before in their life. Uh, that it was uh, just incredible. Um, the name of that uh, group was uh, Epicurean Delights. That was a group, Epicurean Delights. That's the name of the group. They're based out of the Bay Area. And actually, the person running the group was a CEO for a very large electronic company down there. He uh, later offered me uh, the position to take over the group. Uh, I was very honored. I really had no time to do that sort of thing. But uh, I was certainly honored by the offer. But anyway, um, we would have our abalone and... Uh, since we lived in uh, Sonoma County and, and Mendocino County line from there is only like about eight miles away, 10 miles away. So you'd easily cross into Mendocino County. And so we have the best and the finest wine that you could find in uh, Mendocino and uh, Sonoma County. And then of course, an occasional variety from the Napa County. So we had, you know, a lot of just amazing wines uh, to have with our meals. And uh, so I would often give uh, slide presentations of my photography because I was uh, very active in photography. I uh, actually uh, graduated with uh, concentration, they called it. It would be like a minor, uh, a minor degree. Uh, in photography so I had that background which I was applying uh, also in my work as a park ranger and, a, and as a park naturalist I had already done that for three years with California State Park I was their park naturalist uh, for campfire programs and nature hikes at McCarricker State Park so um, the house the sea ranch house it smelled wonderful it was built of cedar, so all the walls were cedar, except for maybe one wall that had some light white, off-white sheetrock. But the rest of the building was cedar. So when you walked into the house, you had this wonderful smell of cedar. Then of course, usually the wood that was burnt in the fireplace was often cedar. So you had this wonderful fragrance of cedar. And if you open the door, you had the sea air, uh, fresh salt sea air briny air uh, just roll in the front door and then you could smell the uh, trees uh, adjacent to the house and so uh, wonderful house wonderful house uh, created some amazing memories there and had some very special times there park ranger John Let's